talking with New York State Director of Advocacy for the American Cancer Society, Russ Shiandra. And Russ, probably one of the more uh, controversial issues that, that we fought for uh, and made some good progress on was, the, uh, was the, the reform of the tanning laws in New York State. Can you talk about how things ended up with that and, and where we go from here with that project? Well, right now, uh, New York State law bans uh, children under 14 from using indoor tanning booths and requires that minors between 14 and 18 have uh, signed permission of their parents. We have found, unfortunately, that that law does basically nothing to discourage children from uh, using tanning facilities. And we're very concerned because the expansion in the use of indoor tanning, uh, which has been going on for really the last 30 or 40 years, uh, has been followed, uh, not surprisingly, by an increase in the incidence of skin cancer and melanoma. Uh, the rates of these are going up very quickly. Numerous scientific bodies, including the World Health Organization and the American Academy of Pediatrics, have looked at this have decided that use of indoor tanning facilities by children uh, causes melanoma and skin cancer and that it uh, should be stopped. This bill would do that. It would prohibit minors under 18 from using indoor tanning facilities. Uh, the bill has been in the legislature for uh, more than two years now. This year, for the first time, we got it through one house of the legislature. It passed the assembly and actually reached uh, the floor calendar of the uh, state Senate, but uh, the state Senate never took it up. We were very disappointed. I, I don't know that there's been a single bill uh, in recent memory that the American Cancer Society and its volunteers put more effort into. We made hundreds of calls into Senate offices uh, to convince them to pass this bill uh, but at the end of the day, the Senate decided not to, um, not to even take it up for a vote. And so we will be back next year um, in the new session, and um, we'll get it passed, we hope, early in the year by the Assembly, and then we can focus our full attention on educating uh, really just a handful of senators who stood in the way of passing this bill and getting them to uh, allow it to come up for a vote. Russ, what is the oral chemotherapy law? Well, this is uh, one of these uh, things that uh, goes unnoticed that most people don't even know the problem exists until it impacts them. Um, the issue is this. If a person gets chemotherapy in the form of an injection by his doctor, or in the form of intravenous uh, therapy, which is administered in a hospital or quite frequently in a doctor's office, uh, that is covered by the medical part of your health insurance, and there's generally no problem paying for it. But if you take chemotherapy in pill form, you go to the pharmacy and you, you know, get the pills just like any other kind of medicine, and that's paid for out of the drug benefit if you have one on your insurance. Um, and the, uh, the drug benefit on many people's plans is much less generous than the medical benefit. And so it's not uncommon for people uh, who are taking 
their chemotherapy in pill form to find out that uh, there are high, high co-pays or there are caps on the amount that um, they can buy. And of course, some of these medications are very expensive. And um, the, the, uh, the limits um, that the insurance companies put on uh, payment for these uh, is really a problem for a lot of people. And uh, this is not merely a convenience issue. Um, there, are, there are some drugs now uh, where there's a pill that's an adequate, you know, it's a substitute or it's, it's basically a pill form of the intravenous drug. Um, and, but there's also now uh, new chemotherapies coming out in pill form which don't exist as intravenous or injectable drugs. And so if uh, your drug plan doesn't uh, provide adequate coverage, basically you can't get that drug if you're not a millionaire. So the law that we passed um, will require that, uh, assuming you have a drug plan, and of course not everybody with health insurance has a drug plan, but if you do have a drug plan, then the, um, the payments uh, from the insurance company will be as generous as it would be if the drug was covered under your medical plan. So there will no longer be this cost differentiation between intravenous and injectable drugs on one hand and uh, oral chemotherapy on the other. So, uh, I, you know, it was a long explanation um, uh, for what sounds like a fairly simple change, but it's a very important change. If if you're one of the people that uh, is told, oh, I'm sorry, uh, your drug plan doesn't cover the, the cost of these pills. Uh, if you've ever heard that, you know how important this is. Absolutely. And last, but certainly not least, and probably one of the, uh, the biggest things that New York State is going to have to tackle moving into the next legislative year, is the health benefits or health insurance exchange program. Right. Right. The, the, uh, as part of the um, Affordable Care Act, which the Cancer Society supported and was passed by Congress last year, um, every state is uh, to set up what's called a health benefits exchange, which is the marketplace where individuals and small businesses will purchase insurance. Um, and... Um, Really, uh, the, the exchange um, is uh, perhaps the most important um, part, most important element of uh, health care reform. Um, if the state doesn't set it up, then the federal government will run an exchange for the state. Uh, we think that probably most New Yorkers would rather have their own exchange than a kind of one-size-fits-all uh, version from the feds. So we think it's important that the state establish a health benefits exchange uh, and start the work. Uh, there's a lot of work, a lot of important decisions that need to be made um, in order to get this thing up and running on January 1st, 2014, uh, when it's due to start. I'm, you know, that's two and a half years from now. You might think, well, it's no big deal. But really, there are a lot of critical policy decisions that need to be made that will determine the direction and the success of the exchange. And there's a lot of just technical work that has to be done to set up the computer systems and um, uh, hire the people that are going to be navigators to help 
people buy insurance. It's just a, a tremendously huge and complex job, and we need to get started sooner rather than later. Uh, the Assembly uh, passed a bill that was negotiated between the two houses and the governor, uh, but the Senate did not pass it before it adjourned. That, this is probably the biggest disappointment we have of the session. We have every expectation that the Senate will be returning um, in the, the coming months, probably bef before September. And we expect that the health benefits exchange will be at the top of the list of things that they will do. This is a bill that the leaders have all agreed to uh, that was written uh, bet basically between the governor's office and the uh, Senate Health Committee chairman. And, um, you know, we really don't think there should be any problem in getting this passed. But they have to vote on it. Well, so th now it gives us a, uh, a full docket of things to look forward to for perhaps this fall and, and definitely into the next legislative session. As always, Russ, uh, if people want to get involved, they, they certainly can. There's volunteer opportunities for, for people across New York, aren't there? There's more and more opportunities. Uh, the, the American Cancer Society is getting more and more involved in public policy work, uh, more and more active, and really the only power we have. We don't make political contributions. We don't hire big-time lobbyists. Our power comes from the voice of our volunteers who uh, speak directly with their elected officials and let them know uh, what's the right thing to do for the cancer patient and cancer prevention. Well, very good. Thank you very much, Rush Yander, New York State Director of Advocacy for the American Cancer Society. And we will talk to you next time on the Fight Back podcast here on Cancer NYNJ News.